for the Night is a podcast that discusses movies, random topics, and gives you an excuse to just stay in for the night. Hello. Hello. Welcome. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. Because I'm here. You're welcome. If you're watching this and you're wondering why does Katie have spots all over her face, I have ingrown hairs and I was trying to dig out and it didn't work. I didn't even notice you had spots all over your face. But yes. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm Bob. <laughs> okay. We're going to go serial killer route. Like, <laughs> right there. The hunting serial killer route. Jesus Christ. The butcher baker. Um, so just a little update. I got all of my results back from the doctor and I'm fine. It's upsetting. Yeah. It's upsetting. I feel like shit and everything's perfect. Everything's not perfect. They're checking... I have like wrong things. They say I am like the healthiest person they've seen. Because like they do blood work on a lot of people and I'm perfect. That's blood work, not stop, Fifi. Oh, take a shot, everybody. Fifi's here to annoy us. Because she didn't have a bed to lay on, that's why. She can share. But I'd like to. Yeah, so it's a little upsetting. I already told you what I think. I know. Next time I go to the doctor, I'll do it. Fuck. I've been saying that, though. Apparently, maybe something's him. wrong with my brain. Like, obviously. And but. you haven't told him. I've been saying since, okay. like, I don't know, a year or two or maybe even three years ago, I was like, you need to get your MRI done. And you still haven't done it yet. So I'll do it. Fine. Fuck it. All right. So let's get on with the movie. If you have not seen this... Um, Definitely watch it. Uh, it is called The Frozen Ground, and it is on Hulu, but you have to have one of those, I think, Showtime add-ons or something. But if you have that, awesome not. Uh, you can look at it at Max. You can definitely rent it on Amazon Prime, so Voodoo. So it's not on Hulu then, technically. It's not technically, but you can watch it through Hulu if you have an add-on. They have that, a... is, that didn't make any sense, because you need Paramount or whatever you just said to watch it. So that means it's not on Hulu. It's an add-on. I don't know how it works. If you have Paramount, go for it. Or the other one I said, Showtime. Maybe it just ha- maybe it's like Cubby no. to Hulu. It says with add-on. And that doesn't make any sense. That's weird. I don't know. I just I just don't know. Anyway, so we watched Frozen Ground. Definitely watch it. Um, very very good movie. It is. But, so let's go ahead and start. I don't know why people hate on my boy Nicholas Cage. But... Nicky, little Nicky. Did come out forever and a day ago. And the funny thing is, the movie came out a year before the serial killer died in real life. So he had a movie about himself. And he got to watch it before he died. Maybe, maybe not. I'm pretty sure they don't show have movie nights in prison. They might. I don't know, I don't know what they do in prison. Apparently, a lot of people like going to them. So. Um, what are reading? Hmm. Alaskan serial killer Robert Hansen, based on. So, Frozen Ground came out in 2013. Killer crime. <laughs> that should be crime thriller, but whatever. Uh, 6.4 out of 10 on IMD Business. Really? That's low. People are just, there's, there's a bunch of haters out there. Everybody like, has an opinion. There's only been two movies that have been in the 80s, 90s, maybe three that have been in the 80s and 90s. 
Mm. And two of those, I think, were shitty movies to me. One was your UHF. You know what? I like that movie, and it reminds me of my childhood, and it's funny. Okay, so dumb. You don't like Weird Al. I'm gonna tell him, and he's gonna be upset. He's gonna like throw something. Weird Al. Weird wrote out Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. What he produced it? He he was the actor in it. No, it was what's his Maduti guy? Oh, I was thinking of. Labyrinth. I hate that one too. <laughs> you just hate good things. That's... No, they're not good movies at all. They're You're not a good movie. That's why I'm not a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have 61% on Rotten Potatoes. Really? Yes. Jesus. I, I didn't see anything wrong with this movie, but. Except Cindy know. being a dumb bitch, but. Well, not. I'm sorry, Cindy. I know you're a real person, but fuck. In the movie, fuck. If that's the way she fuck. acted in real life. The way they portrayed her in the movie, yes, she was dumb. Because so this like, could have went finish reading, finish reading. thirty other different ways for her dumbness. But her I'm dumbness. glad she survived. But Jesus, you almost didn't. Um, oh, there it is. Synopsi. Penis penis. Uh, oh, I just like in a nutshell: dark, suspenseful, and terrifying. It wasn't really um, that scary, but okay. I mean, it, I mean, it is terrifying. I mean, somebody could actually do that. Yeah. Uh, A teenage escapee, Vanessa Hudgens. Does she even act anymore? I don't know. I don't follow her. You don't look her up? Jesus. I never, I'd never seen High School Musical, so I fucking don't know. I've seen him. Just kidding. I was like, oh my God, really? I fucking hate musicals. (laughs) Uh, Provides a critical break in the case. As the Alaskan detective, Nicolas Cage, hunts a serial killer who has been. Preying on women for 13 years. That's insane. Has a wife and two kids, but then can go out and like... Just slaughter. Slaughter women. It's insane. Uh, Yeah, reviews already went over those. Director is Scott Walker. And box office was only five point six million. And it has like big guys in it, like Nikki, like Nikki Cage. We got John Cusack. I don't know what happened during August two thousand three, two thousand thirteen. Anything uh, happened? Then? I was in Korea. I mean, because I know. Um, I mean, this was two years after nine eleven. Hmm. And it was about a plane. Sort of. No, not two years after. 9-11 was in 2001. Oh, shit. I was thinking 2011. <laughs> <laughs> 9-11. Oh, Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> it's what? 9-11, 2001? Correct. Because I was a freshman 01. in high school. Yeah, and I was in fucking high school. I'm an idiot. An well, idiot, I don't know. Man. I don't know why. This, it, I guess people didn't watch movies that often in 2013. Okay. So this is definitely one of those crime dramas. Um if you like those types of movies, definitely watch this one. But the the scary thing is, this is based on a true story, and somebody actually fucking did this. Kidnap women, mostly prostitutes or sex workers. That's what we're supposed to call them, sex workers. And well, besides one chick who was just a sister. No, well then two because there was, one, or maybe that's the same one. But there were uh, what do they? What do you say she was in the movie? She was. A share insurance or something. oh real estate real estate yeah real estate agent but that wasn't something. during this time that he got charged for that that's where why he went away for like six months or something hmm. and he followed her like kidnapped her and raped her and 
she was still alive. So he got, went to jail before previously. That's when they were interviewing him in the the room. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why do you have to bring up my past? Like, why do you have to bring up my past? Yeah. He was like, well, you followed her the first time and then you followed her again and with he, a gun. And then a gun the second time. But it is like super, super bonkers because it's just, it's one of those things where these pillars of the community just secretly kill people. Like, what is it? Dennis Rader. He was the BTK killer. Mm-hmm. I think it was in Tulsa, too. Mm, fun. Um, but it's just, he hit it so well, I guess, kind of. I don't get it, though. Like, his wife was gone for, what, a few days, maybe for a week or something? Moment. And then he killed people. And then did he only do that when she wasn't there? Or did he, like, have them What, did she only leave one time? I don't know. I wasn't mm. there. But, and then she was obviously scared of him. She was like, okay. Well, same as this, the wife in this one, she was scared of him, too. Yeah. Well, I was talking about the movie. I don't know how... Oh, know. oh! Are they talking about B two K's killer's wife or something? Mm, no, he was a loving husband, and he was like, uh, like an elder in a church and shit. Those are the worst ones. Got to watch out, folks. Watch out! Your fucking preacher might be a serial killer. But we don't want to get too far into it, unless you already know the story of the butcher baker guy, um, Robert Hansen. Uh, but it, it is pretty good. I liked it. Did you like it? No, I fucking hated it. <laughs> but singing is dumb. Just listen. Followed instructions. See, what we should have did Follow. was did this movie and then did... The dude. The guy himself. That's what we should have did. I mean, sorry. I'm not stopping this and doing the research for it because that's going to take me forever. It's not real. We just saw the movie. We don't need to do the research. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It's all in our heads. <laughs> it's like the book report. <laughs> Like, you, you watch a movie of, like, The Scarlet Letter instead of actually doing the reading. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't do the reading. <laughs> Fuck no. Hell no. But, god damn it, Cindy. If you're in a simil- similar situation where you're being chased and the police say, hey, go somewhere, lock a door. Or, hey, you have protection here. Maybe stay around. Stay! Like, it was <gasps> three times she left. She was well, well, yeah, three times because one the first time was when she, he or she went to his house, like mm-hmm. the detective's house, and a wife was all being a bitch, being a bitch, and she ran. I mean, I understand the wife's point of view. You don't want a sex worker who has a drug problem staying in your house with your children. Well, she necessarily didn't have a drug problem. Like she, she got it when she, she went got a to that cokey and that, that coat or dang it when she went to the strip club. Because that chick was trying to help her, and helping her was basically doing drugs so she can uh, f- get the courage to dance. That's the only reason why she made her do it, yeah. or offered it to her. I don't think she was necessarily a druggie just because. She did coke on the back of the... That was after, though, babe. That was all that was after. We never saw her do drugs before. She first did it when she went to that strip club place, after the fact. Yeah. Um, Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, let's just do that. So, I'm going to put this on. No, shut up. No, no, (laughs) no. I worked hard on these notes, bitch. Uh, But, yes. So, again, remember, never get into a stranger's car. And if you're going to do a photo shoot. (laughs) Make sure it's in a public place. Yeah, public place. Like, there was actually, I think... Ted, Ted, friend. Ted Bundy did something like that. Like, he was like, oh, I want to take photos of you. And Yeah, he and did then, it too. And they go and they, he 
kidnaps them and pretty much rapes and kills them and then he buries yeah, them in the I, forest and he goes and visits them I begging. I think he was definitely a lot worse than this butcher guy. There may be 600 women out there that he raped and killed. Who? This dude we watched the movie about. Robert. Bob. Bobby. There's no way. I mean, it could happen. But it was also during the same time as other serial killers. So I'm but it was like a span sure. of 13 years. So that's what? 60 a year? That's not that bad. I'm pretty, but he didn't do it all year. Only there's no way he could do it all year. I mean, every year they would have definitely caught him before then. Maybe, but there's 600 women missing. I mean, some of those women can just try to go hiking. They, I mean, Alaska is fucking cold, and apparently animals are all over the place because most of the bodies they found they're almost unidentified. They were unidentified because the fucking bear ate it. Yeah, so it's like he was just hungry. I mean, all he, I mean, that's, it's smart on his point of view because he doesn't need to worry about burying him. He just shoots him and leaves him there. I mean, he couldn't because the ground is frozen. Well, that too. But he did it during the summertime. Tiny, tiny window of summer in fucking Alaska. Yeah. So if he only did it during, oh, well, no, never mind. I was thinking the complete opposite. He must have did all the killing during the wintertime. Yeah. I was thinking. Those are my hunting locations. Yeah. Well, there was only 20, 24 marks on the map, though. So if he would have, unless he started marking them like Recently. towards the end yeah. of his killing career. But yeah, it's, I don't think he did 600. I don't, I don't think so. Maybe 100. Maybe. Maybe 200. He would, like he would actually admit to that. Fuck that. No, he wouldn't admit to it. He'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's already in jail for almost 500 years. Like, he just should admit to all of it. If I was in their shoes, I would. Okay, so here is a question that's kind of similar to that. So let's say you have life in prison. Mm-hmm. Then you have a heart attack and die, but they bring you back. Should you be free? Because you did do your life in prison, and then you came back to life. I mean... But you're still alive, so no. Well, you died. You finished out your life, and then they brought you back. So technically, you did do your life in prison, that first one. Yeah, that first life. <laughs> they didn't say the second one. Now you got a second life. That's so. like a gray area right there. No, it shouldn't be. Motherfucker, if you're alive, you're going to be in jail. So, I mean, I want to say technically, yeah, you should. <laughs> but am I going to say that? Because I'm like, oh, well, Tyler said on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like people in prison are listening. They're like, shit, I died like last week. What the fuck? And it's like an outrage. And all these fucking prisoners get released and because then be we like, discussed it on a podcast. And then like CIA walks up to our door and they knock and they're like, please take it down. <laughs> <laughs> please. Like, we're not going to ask again. God damn it. <laughs> and they just come in here and take your laptop and just destroy it. <laughs> what did I do? Just because they did that doesn't mean I was the one that told them about it. Technically, we just did. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, John Cusack is in it. Love him. Creepy as fuck. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cage. We got a lot of actually big name hit. You said 50 Cent, wasn't it? Yeah, 50 Cent. It was Cleet. Um, Cleet. Cleet? I don't even know. Like in he's his a hair pimp. Is, Let's just say that. A pimp. But yeah, he a, looked real young, but it's also like 11 old, years ago. Yeah, over a decade ago. But there's like a bunch of people, famous people in there. Mm-hmm. That was a good movie. So um, what's your score? I'm going to say a 10. I'm going to say a 10 too. So what are you doing? Looking at the dog. 
Oh my God. Okay. So if you want to see our facial expressions, definitely join Patreon a dollar a month and you can watch our faces. Pretty little faces. It's a song, isn't it? Fuck if I know. Pretty sure it is. Or those words are in a song somewhere. <laughs> in a song somewhere. Sure. Okay. So let's move on to our topic. Um, this motherfucker is not long, but it is good. Do you remember what it was? No, let's make it shorter. So you do one sentence and I do one sentence. And then we're done. No. Mm. So our topic today is <laughs> Madame La La Rie. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know who that is. Well, you're going to find out. So um, I don't have very many sites today because Ooh, one wow. website was real, real good. So I did ghostcitytours.com, Wikipedia, and Legends of America. That is insane how so little money back then can be so much now. I know. It's stupid. Okay. So let's get in the background. Um, Marie Delphine McCarty was born on March 19th of 1787. Damn. That's a long time ago. To a wealthy family in New Orleans. Louis Bartholomew de McCarty. (laughs) Bartholomew. (laughs) B-A-R-T-H-E-L-E-M-Y. Bartholomew. 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 Barth, Barth, Barcelona. Sure. <laughs> and was knighted as a cavalier of the Royal and Military Order of St. Louis. So he, he got some cool stuff going on. Uh, by 1794, her family had, I, was, I was thought I was going to say 1,344 children. I'm just kidding. I, I did. Oh, it's not I was anymore. like, geez, Louise, how is that even possible? <laughs> I'm like, that woman's vagina is just a gaping hole. Like, she can just pop them out. Like, oh, oh there was another one. Football. <laughs> Go long. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like those donkey shows in Thailand. And it's like she's already got it down to where she can sing the ability cord to while it comes out. <laughs> she counters it up and it's walking around and she's like Jesus Christ we get another one. <laughs> oh man that must hurt okay a little bit um her family had 1344 acre plantation jeez that's a that's a lot that's huge I don't know how big that is in real life but uh, a lot <laughs> between Bartholomew and independence backing up to the St. Claude Avenue okay sorry I was just like Those are roads. It didn't click in my brain. So, between Bartholomew and Independence, backing up to St. Claude Avenue, and next door to the famously wealthy Count Pierre-Philippe Mandeville de Marigny. Oh, my God. Jesus, fuck. I have all the hard names. These names are redonkulous. Read number one, please. You read number five. Okay. No, you read number three. Number three is long. Uh, her mother known was known to be quite the hostess. She loved hostess. having parties that went into the wee hours of the night. Some nights included jumping into the canal on their property and stealing the clothes and shoes of the male guests. Well, that's mean. <laughs> she, they just wanted to see their dinglings walking around. Forcing them like to go home in bare feet and night shirts. That sounds like a fun party. She liked to play pranks on shit. Okay, so when Delphine's mother passed away, so Delphine is Madame La La Rie. 
I'm Madame Mallory. Okay, Madame. Um, when Delphine's mother passed away in 1807, her father explored companionship in an untraditional, though popular, manner. Her father had a relationship with a free quadroon. Do you know what a quadroon is? No. Okay. What are you doing? I'm looking up something. One quarter African or Aboriginal ancestry. So mixed race people. So multiply the area by. So a thousand acres. I didn't do the full amount, but a thousand acres is a lot. Forty three million five hundred sixty thousand square feet. Forty million. Forty three million. 560,000 square feet. That's a huge fucking... Yeah, that's a lot. It is a lot. Because 100 acres is... I mean, just think... We're on two and a half acres. So, two and a half acres times... That. Like, you know, to equal a thousand acres, whatever that would be. (laughs) Math is not our strong suit. Okay, so... um, Like I said, her father had a relationship with a free quadroon, so a free black person Mm, there's gonna be a lot of racist shit in here just because of the time frame Mm -hmm. and just the time and it's new orleans yeah it's new orleans so bear with us sorry if you get offended but it it is just part of the time frame so just think it was 1700s okay (laughs) 17 1800s so uh he had a relationship with sophie mosant mosante mousy i don't know um, so, but the thing is back in that day, they can't like white folks couldn't marry black folk. Mm-hmm. So they just had relationships, mm. which is crazy. Okay. Read number two. <clears throat> in 1815, Sophie gives birth to a daughter, Delphi something McCart McCarty. So they gave birth to another daughter who has the exact same name as <laughs> Madame Lollary. They need to figure out some other names. Uh, records show that quite a few of the McCartney men had relationships with free women of color or women of mixed race. Well, yeah. <sighs> I'm shaking my head at you. Okay. So <laughs> now let's move on to Madame Lollary, Marie Delphine. So... Let's talk about her husbands. Yes. Husbands. I said husbands so as this in... this is an African thing. Plural. No, she's white. Yeah, but in Africa... Well, oh, no, no, men no. can have many wives. One after the other. Not all together. Oh. Damn it. That was all together. That would have been more fun. All right. So, she was barely 14 when she married her first husband. Psycho. Who was 35-year-old widower. Ramon Lopez y Angulo de la Cal- Candelera. Let's just pause for a moment how bad I said that. I think you did pretty good. I'm still <laughs> on the fact that she was 14. He was 35. That's like 20 year difference. 21 year difference. Like, Ugh. how is that even okay? I mean, it was 1800s. That's gross. <laughs> All right. So, Ramon was an officer of the Spanish crown and second in command to the Louisiana governor. Do I know who it was? No, I do not. Um, he had recently lost his wife on the treacherous and cruel voyage from Spain to Louisiana to step into his appointed position. He and Delphine were married by the bishop in a private ceremony on June 11th, 1800. Five years later, Ramon made Delphine a mother and a widow. Long story. So he got her pregnant and then died? Yeah. 
pretty much. So long story short, I it was so detailed and I was like, I don't want to put all this there and read it. So pretty much this fucker didn't like Spain, like Spain, like where he came from. So he was like spreading rumors and shit and the like Spain found out. And so they demoted him and made him travel all over like the world, be, just doing like bidding, doing their bidding. And he was like, okay, you go here, go over. So uh, long and story what short. Was he again? He was a uh, officer of the Spanish crown. Okay. So he, he so he was in the Spanish military. Right. So long story short, he didn't like the Spanish crown and said some bad shit. So the crown made him travel around the globe, leaving Delphine home alone and preggers. Mm. I literally wrote preggers. Here. Preggers. Eventually, though, gravel through groveling, uh, Delphine convinced the Spanish crown to let him return home. So she wrote letters for him and she was like, please, I miss my husband. Even though she's like 15 now, and I'm like, ew. Um, and then she even went to Spain and like groveled in front of the queen. It's crazy. I mean, maybe he shouldn't have been talking shit about Spain. I know, right? So Ramon boarded a trip, a uh, ship trip. He boarded a ship in Bordeaux to make his way back to his expecting wife. On January 11th, 1805, his vessel hit a sandbar off the shores of Havana, and Ramon was killed. Around this t- same time, Delphine gave birth to their daughter, Marie Delphine Francisca Bor- Bor- Borja Lopez y Anguelo de la Candelera. Okay, that's that's a little... <gasps> this is stupid. Obsessive. Uh, that was a lot. Okay, read number three. Yay, the long one. I still don't... I mean, we're going to get to it, but that... These two numbers don't make any sense. Oh, it's in the same one. Okay, good. <clears throat> the young widow... <clears throat> the young widow would soon be married again. Of course she did. On Delphine's 20th... Is that 20th? Why does that look weird? Mm-hmm. That's how you spell 20th? T-W-E-N-T-I-E-T-H? Mm-hmm. That does not look right. But anyway... I'm not an expert in spelling. 20th uh, birthday. Birthday. March 19, 1807. And just a few weeks after her mother died, she married an older Frenchman and widower, Jean-Paul Blanc. She keeps marrying these widowers. I mean... She becomes a widower herself. she's, She's a widow. They're widowers. She becomes a widow herself. Uh, Delphine's mother had divided her estate between her three children. Blanc was a savvy businessman. Perhaps he saw her inheritance as an opportunity. Delphine's inheritance was of 33,007, which is, I'm not going to say all those numbers, basically 25.3 million today, uh, made for a wealthy Dowry. Dowry thing. Oh, look at you. You already know what you put down. Dowry for the <laughs> marriage to her new husband. Her mother also left her a downtown plantation on the bank of the Mississippi River. Of course, it's Mississippi. Um, it's Louisiana. That's the border of Mississippi River. Yeah, that's why I don't want to live there. Because that's where all of the racism happened. Um, 52 slaves and livestock and farm equipment. Her father gifted Delphi and Blanc another plantation property on 
Why do you need so many plantations? Because they wanted all these, you know, black folks. Is it there. cotton? I don't know. It just doesn't, doesn't say. It just has just... livestock and the farm equipment. So it doesn't seem like it. Uh, and then property on Char- Chartis Street. An additional <laughs> 26, uh, 26 slaves. By 1815, they had five children, the eldest being the daughter of Delphine's first husband. Less than a year after the Battle of New Orleans, New Orleans, Orleans. the 57-year-old John Blanc passed away. Uh, Delphine, just 28 years old, was left to settle Blanc's estate. Yeah, Uh, this sucks. His estate consisted of debts that totaled over 160000 over $2.5 million today. So how does that make any sense? How was thirty three thousand seven? So the timing equal twenty five million, I but one hundred and sixty thousand only equals two point five million. I think it's supposed to. I don't. I think I wrote it down wrong. Has to. Yeah. Because I think it was supposed to be two hundred and five thousand or two hundred and five million. That's what I think. I I just messed up on a decimal point. I don't know. I don't uh-huh. know. 205. Oh, you mean the the second one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is it? 100,000? 160,000. 160,000. And this was in 1816, it looks like. 60,000. I was like yeah. looking at that. I was like, what? In 1807? Uh, no, it's 1816. Oh, 1816. So, Today. And... Uh, why are you looking it up? In 1860, well, wait, because it was, okay, so by 1815, they had five children, and then less than a year after uh, the Battle of New Orleans, the 57-year-old Blanc passed away. Okay, so give me a second. So I think I did the first one wrong, because 160,000 in 1815 is about 3.2 million, but then. Okay, so that's supposed to be 2.5 million. Yeah. 33,000 then, I'm Three. assuming. Give me a second. So that was in 1805, 1807. Yeah, 1807. So 1807 price to now for 33,000 is 872, like 900,000. Nine, nine I just fucked that up. Yeah, you completely fucked that up. <laughs> you know what? I do my best. Uh, So, yeah. So $160,000 was like $3,000. Three million, and then thirty three thousand is like nine, not even a million. It's like nine hundred thousand, something like that. But anyway, so um, yeah, hundred sixty. So three point five million in today's currency. In eighteen sixteen, Delphi renounced their, their community property to the courts and forfeited all of their mutual assets to protect and keep her personal property and assets. So she, he died and pretty much left her with all of these debts because he was a shitty businessman. Mm-hmm. And so he had all these debts and she's like, well, fuck. Okay. Here you go. Here's, here's the state. Like, whatever. So dipshit. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we are now on. We are done, right? Nope. Yep. We're on husband three. Twa. All right. When Dr. Louise LaLaurie came into the picture in 1825, Delphine was an experienced and shrewd woman of wealth. 
<laughs> she still was like fucking wealthy. She had like plantations up the wazoo. Lalori arrived from France with a mission to start his physical physician practice of destroying hunches. He was basically a chiropractor. <laughs> Mm. Straighten, straightening crooked backs. Um, and in 1826, one of Delphine's children needed some help being straightened out. And henceforth, the romance began. Lalori was an older woman at 38 with two dead husbands, five children, and cons- considerable wealth. One could speculate a few scenarios around their blossoming, blossoming relationship, but one thing we know for sure is that Madame Delphine became pregnant with Dr. Lalori's child out of wedlock they weren't married yet no they were just dating Mm. and she got she fell pregnant Mm. five months after the birth of their son jean louis leonard lalori thank god i can actually say that one dr (laughs) lalori and madame delphine were at a notary negotiating their marriage contract delphine was now worth over sixty six thousand three hundred and eighty nine dollars and fifty eight cents I'm pretty sure that's wrong. No, yeah. So then probably around a million now. No, actually. Nothing. That's like two million. Because 33,000 was like 900,000. So it's like 1.8. Almost two million. Yeah, but that but the time frame things were cheap. Like that's a lot of money. It's like since back then. Uh, once their property and finances were sorted out, they headed over to St. Louis Cathedral to make it legal in the eyes of the Catholic Church. However, it was has been discovered that the date of their marriage was rolled back six months. Having a child out of wedlock would have been frowned upon in their circle of high society. Mm-hmm. Ooh, dirty, dirty. Uh, so the 40-year-old Delphine was now on her third husband and the 25-year-old Dr. Lalori. He was 25. So well, at least she's getting younger guys now yeah, instead I mean, of her being 14 she's a cougar. and dating. She's a cougar. You know, this... 40-year-old almost. So, Dr. Lalori was a new father and in a new country with a very wealthy wife. So, he's French, moved there. He, he, it turned out pretty well for him. I mean, mm-hmm. he doesn't even have to have succeeded being a doctor. Okay. Archive letters written by friends mentioned that the marriage was not a happy one. They were known to fight often and separate. Fight, often separate, and then return to each other. Some of these letters began, uh, began to make early mentions of Delphine's cruelty to her slaves. Of course. Of course. It's not It's not going to get good. It, this is going to get well, worse. Well, yeah, I was like, <laughs> it's got to get bad at some point. So in 1831, Madame Delphine Lalaurie purchased the lots on Royal and Hospitable, Hospital, now Governor Nichols, so these are roads again, which I'm struggling with the names, God. Okay, which would become the infamous haunted Lalaurie Mansion. On November 16th of 1832, Delphine LaLaurie petitioned the courts for a separation from the bed and board of her husband. She claimed that LaLaurie had treated her in such a manner as to render their living together insupportable. She also claimed that LaLaurie had beaten her in front of witnesses. Five months later, Dr. LaLaurie acquiesced. I said that. And consented, (laughs) moving permanently to his new acquired residence in Plaquemines Parish. So he dipped? He dipped. He just moved out. He's like, fuck it. Bye. Well, yeah. She's saying he abused her. I mean, and so do we know that? I don't know. But. This is where things turn. The LaLaurie mansion was set on fire. 
she did that? I don't know. We like it just a fire started, so mm. they don't know if it was intentional or what. It was intentional. On April tenth of eighteen thirty four, a fire broke out inside the home of Delphine Lalaurie and her estranged husband. Read number four. Through the smoke and flames, an ugly truth was exposed and suspicions confirmed. The LaLaurie Mansion, a beautiful home, held ugly secrets. Just as, just as within any scandal, the stories and embellishments grew over time, but the immediate reports and eyewitness accounts are horrifying and atrocious. Look at me. You get the easy ones. I get all the like the yeah, good right. ones. I've never said atrocious in my life. All right. So seven slaves were rescued from deplorable conditions. Their bodies were covered with scars and loaded with chain, oh, loaded with chains. They were taken out on stretchers and delivered to safety at the Cal- Cabildo. I don't know what that is. Probably Cabildo. A- um, it's probably a hospital, maybe. While a mob proceeded to destroy the furnishings of the home in outrage. So. House is on fire, mob outrage, and they're just breaking shit. That makes zero sense. Oh, people are weird. Um, so, Judge Jacques-Francois Canong. Just, just going to sit on for a second, like, the stumble of the names. It's like, they're all French, too, and I'm taking French. Yeah, you should be able to say these names with finesse. So, the judge was a neighbor of the LaLauries, and one of the first to arrive at the fire, some of the early arrivals began to help the LaLauries transfer their valuables to safekeeping in case the fire started to spread from its original place, originating place in the kitchen, the outside building. So, there was a kitchen in the back and then that's where it started. Yep, someone set that on fire. Read number five. Ah. A few of these concerned citizens began to tell Judge Carnage about. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Carnage, so that's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, it does. About the captive uh, bonds people. Prompting, almost said promoting, prompting the judge to politely ask permissions of Dr. Lalari. I like that last name. That's a cool last name. Uh, to have the slaves removed and taken to safety. It is reported that Lalari replied, there are those who would be better employed if they would attend to their own affairs instead of... Meddling? No, it's... What the fuck word is that? Officiously? Officiously? Yeah, officiously. Yeah, it means like... Fuck. Let me read it. No. Okay. Officiously intermeddling with the concerns of other people. So just like, I want to say it's like heinously. Yeah, it's like a lot, I'm assuming. Probably. Extra. Look at us being smart today. Extra, extra. Super meddling. There we go. There we go. Super meddling. Are you done? Uh, That was five, right? Yep. As the flames began to spread, Judge Carnage gave orders. To... <laughs> Judge Carnage gave orders to break down the doors. It was then that the citizens were met with a scene that they could never have been prepared for. The more sensationalized, the least at... they at least sounded sensational. Of the Lori victims, had these poor people horribly mutilated, with some suspending by their necks and their extremities stretched and torn. 
Judge Carnage told another judge that when he arrived, he was apprised of there being in one of the apartments some slaves who were chained and were exposed to perish in the conflagration. So what was that? Uh, like the chaos mm. that was going. So it was a fire going. So the fire that was trying to kill him in the fire. Yep. Judge Carnage, Carnage, accompanied by a few other citizens, discovered two negresses, so two black ladies, mm-hmm. uh, incarcerated, whom they liberated. One was wearing an iron collar, very large and heavy, and was chained with heavy irons by the feet and walked with a great, the greatest difficulty. So she was fucked up. Yeah. Read number six. Days after the fire, it was reported one of the slaves who had been removed from the residence did not survive and that bones were uh, excavated from Lalari's courtyard. Yep. So this is just going to get really bad. So, so gonna... is this... So did uh, Madame Lalari do all this or did Lalari do all this? So we'll kind of get into that. Hmm. Okay. So let's talk about the horrible things she allegedly did. I'm putting allegedly because there's no real proof who did it, who mm-hmm. done it. So read number seven. Accounts of Delphine Lalari's treatment of her slaves between 1831 and 1834 vary. Uh, Harriet Meritonu, Merit- <laughs> probably saying that completely wrong. Yeah. I know I am. Writing in 1838 and recounting tales told by her New Orleans residents during her 1836 visit. Pretty much this woman is a friend of Madame LaLaurie. So she was visiting there. With mm. Claim that slaves and LaLaurie were observed to be singularly haggard and wretched. Daryl. That's mean. I mean, the way they treated the slaves, I mean, it's pretty spot on, I would say. That's not mean at all. Uh, that was it. Okay. So, funeral funeral registers between 1830 and 1834 document the deaths of 12 slaves at the Royal Street Mansion. Although the causes of the deaths are not mentioned and infectious diseases could have easily been the cause. So, these are the 12 deaths included uh bone bone, I guess good, a cook and laundress, her four children, Juliet, Florence, I'm skipping over the dates, fuck that. Okay. So, Juliet was 13. Florence was 10, Jules, which was 6, and Leontine, Leontine, age 4. Bone died as well, well, obviously. Court records of the time show that LaLaurie freed two slaves, Jean-Louis in 1819 and Devines in 1832. So she freed a couple. What? No. Oh. Oh, when I you say LaLaurie, I'm thinking that's the, no, no, no. the husband. No. Reference to LaLaurie is the madam. Well, so. say madam, because if you say LaLaurie, I'm thinking it's the doctor. No, the doctor's pretty much like MIA now. Oh. So he's he's done. Whatever. Um, but I'm like, how would you go about freeing slaves? I always wondered that. Like, oh, my owner said I'm free. and But like they walk around and then somebody catch, capture them and unfree them again. Yeah. That's stupid. I mean, I'm assuming that's happened. I mean, this is the way it was back then. We are really terrible at history. Yeah, because I didn't live then. Okay. Read number eight. 
Is is that that's so if it's eighteen hundred and we're in, it's two hundred years ago, right? Mm, roughly. I don't know why I want to keep saying a thousand. Wow. Okay, read <laughs> read number eight. You read number eight. It was documented that one set of bones were those of a young slave girl that Madame Delphine had chased straight out of a window, allowing a young girl to fall to her death and then buried her on their property. So that's like she died and she's like, I'll just bury it somewhere. Um, She said that subsequent to the visit of the lawyer, one of Laurie's neighbors saw an eight-year-old girl slave falter to death from the roof of the royal mansion, which you just explained, while trying to avoid punishment from a whip wielding LaLaurie. So she was chasing her with a whip to punish her. I don't think jumping out the window is a good thing for doing that. I mean... I think I'd rather take a whip. I mean, she was a child. Like, she was scared. Jeez Louise. All right, read number nine. What was that child? So if she was that scared, and she probably saw a lot of other stuff. Yeah. And was like, yeah, fuck that whip. I'll take death. And she chose death. Uh, They found... The, oh, my God, that scared me. That scared me. They take found a shot. the cook, a 70-year-old woman, chained to the stove by her ankle. They found an old black woman. I'm not going to say Negro. I mean, it's just Negro. I say that all the time, actually. They found an old Negro woman who had received a very deep wound on her head who was too weak to be able to walk. So she got her head bashed in. Yeah. Or she fell really hard. Okay. So the slaves were were emaciated, showed signs of being flayed with a whip, were were bound in restrictive postures. I'm like struggling reading, guys. I'm sorry. Every time I fuck up on a word, just take a shot. You guys are going to be wasted. Two seconds. Hammer. And wore spiked iron collars, which kept their heads in a static position. So they couldn't move their heads. Jeez Louise. Let's just list them out. Because there's a lot. It just gets worse. Okay. So eyes were gouged out. You're going to love this one. Their fingernails pulled off by the roots. Ah. Others had their joints skinned and festering. Great holes in their buttocks where the flesh had been sliced away, uh, their ears hanging by shreds, uh, their lips sewn together, intestines were pulled out and knotted around naked waists, there were holes in skulls where a rough stick had been inserted into to stir the brain. Jesus. Uh, okay. A victim who obviously had her arms amputated and her skin peeled off in a circular pattern, making her look like a human caterpillar. And another who had her limbs broken and reset at odd angles so she resembled a human crab. Wow. And that's just listing them. I'm There's like, again, these are alleged. People like to tell stories and it just gets worse and worse. But that's awful. And there's, like, some stuff out there saying that she killed, like, young girls to, like, put on her face to make her look younger because she was so much older than her husband. And he she didn't want her husband, like, gallivanting around with younger girls. So she was trying to make herself look young. So she would put blood on her face? Or yeah. she would put the, their faces on her, her face? Her blood. Blood on the oh. face. So she would drain them and they, she would, like, paint it on and shit. Jesus. All right. So we're going to go... 
We're gonna move on from the horrible acts. She get married so many times and have kids. If she's, she's wealthy, like, it doesn't matter. This evil. She's wealthy. I mean, it's basically the way it is nowadays. So. All right, so we are gonna move on to her escape and death. So read number ten. Her escape. Okay, so wait, so like when this fire broke out, where do they go again? Like where did Lala Rigo? Well, you're gonna oh read. read. <laughs> We, we didn't get to that part where they no. just went to talking about the slaves. Yeah, we were just talking oh. about the horrible things that they found in her house. What am I reading again? Number 10. Ten. Lalari's. It's a cool name still. <laughs> uh, <laughs> life after the 1834 fire was not well documented. Uh, Maritanu wrote in 1838 that Lalari or Lalari. Flew. It's like I'm trying to talk, but I'm burping, fake burping. Uh, fled New Orleans during the mob violence that followed the fire, taking a coach to the waterfront and traveling by schooner to Mobile, Alabama, and then to Paris. Oh, she's like, I'm getting out of here. She kind of had to, or else she'd be in prison. Well, no, she needs a death penalty. Uh, While Delphine was living in exile in Paris with her mother and two sisters, Delphine was serious about returning to New Orleans and had thought about doing so for a very long time. Despite Delphine's bad mood and her determination to return to New Orleans, the disapproval of her children and other relatives had apparently been enough for her to cancel her plans. So her her kids were like, Mom, don't go. Like, you're going to get arrested. Or worse. Right. So worse. she did not go. Read number 11. It's like, did her kids see her do any of this stuff? I don't know. It didn't list any. I'm pretty Jesus. sure like they would have to have seen something. Oh, my God. Hey. Get the shit out of no, me. Take a dude, shot. No. Whew. Uh, let's see. 11? Yes. The circumstances of Lalari's death are also unclear. In 1888, George Washington Cable uh, recounted a popular but unsubstantiated story that LaLaurie had died in France in a boar hunting accident. So she goes boar hunting and she gets unalived. Like, she's dead. Over that boar ate her. Like they don't, like they honestly don't have any proof of how she died. She could have died from old age or a boar hunting accident. I doubt. And so she was forty five when definitely. So she's probably like eighty or ninety something right now in night in eighteen eighty eight. Why is she going boar hunting? She is not boar hunting. There's no fucking way she's boar hunting. <laughs> Well, I mean, Unless she's just that hardcore, then... I mean, maybe. I guess, but that's why her ass died to boar hunting. She probably, like, fell off the horse and, it, like, she crumpled. I, I think that's BS. <laughs> In the late 18, 1930s, Eugene Bax, who served as sexton to St. Louis Cemetery Number 1 until 1924... Uh, discovered an old cracked copper plate in alley four of the cemetery. The inscription on the plate read, Madame Lalaurie, Ne Marie Delphine McCarthy, Decadie à Paris, la 7 December 1842, à l'âge de six. That was in French. 
(laughs) (laughs) The English translation of the inscription reads, Madame Laurie, born Marie Delphine McCarthy, died in Paris December 7th, 1842, at the age of six. Huh? Yeah. So six. But it was, I think it was just cut, like, chipped off or something. So they didn't. They didn't have the full number. According to the French archives of Paris, however, Lalaurie died on December 7th of 1849 at the age of 62. So she's 62. So when was this 1888? So that's BS then? Fuck, I don't know. I did a terrible job. I just read something. It says the circumstances of Lalaurie's death are so... uh, are also unclear. In 1888, George Washington Cable recounted a popular and oh, he remembered in that year he remembered how she died. That's not when she died. Oh. Okay, cool. So that's how she's her death is a mystery, obviously. But I, I want to believe the boar hunting accident. I just feel like that's just cool. Uh, so we're going to talk about the hauntings at this place because mm-hmm. you know this place is fucking haunted. Well, yeah. So there are ghost stories where people can see, hear Madame Lalaurie abusing slaves. The tales say that the whales of agony plague its rooms at night, doors slam, faucets suddenly turn on, and furniture moves on its own. Body imprints are found on beds that no one has slept on. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparitions of slaves some wearing chains have been seen walking around the property phantom footsteps echo through the house with regularity many people who have stood near the house have reported feeling as if they were taken over by negative energy i'm sure there's a lot of negative energy there yeah the way she treated the slaves all right read number 12 or the husband one of the two or both at the same time gross uh, when it was a school, young girls would approach their teachers, tears streaking down their faces with their sleeves rolled up. They, the exposed flesh of their forearms were scratched and bruised. Who did this to you? The teachers would demand. The answer was always one and the same. That woman. So this random woman is scratching and bruising children. What random woman? Madame Lalaurie. Oh. Her ghost. Uh, A medium went to the house and said, such sadness, she whispered as she rocked back on her heels. Pulling out her phone, she proceeded to snap a picture of the mansion. The bricked up window, she went on, that's where the little girl fell out. So they were going on a ghost tour and the medium said, oh, that's where the girl fell out. But the tour guide didn't get to that part of the story yet. And so she was like, she called it before so and she was impressed. oh the medium oh mm-hmm. all right so now i bet you're wondering what's happening to the house now it's burnt down no Damn. in the following decades the building was used for different purposes including as a public high school a music conservatory an apartment building a refuge for young delinquents a bar and a furniture store wait the same building same house it's like a huge house yeah how is it a bar? I mean, it's on like the, in what is it, Quarter Street or whatever, the French Quarter. But isn't it a big house? Like, how are they going to make it a bar? Fuck if I know. I don't ask questions. In April of two thousand seven, the house was purchased by actor. Do you know? Uh, Nicholas Cage. Yes. Seriously. Mm-hmm. 
for $3.45 million. However, this was about the same time that Cage began to suffer from financial difficulties, and just two years later, the property was listed for auction as a result of the foreclosure. So he bought the house and then he had to sell it because he couldn't afford it. Um, He actually bought a plot of cemetery in Louisiana and there's like a rule you can't can't foreclose on your final resting place. Mm -hmm. All right. Then my girl Kathy Bates portrayed a heavily fictionalized version of the character in the third season of the anthology television series American Horror Story. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, to widespread critical acclaim and earned a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Limited or Anthology Series or Movie for her performance. Okay, so she won awards for it. So that is the house, Madame LaLaurie. I want to go visit her house. Of course you do. I want to go now. Of course you do. So what did you think about that? I mean, she seemed like a nice cool woman rich woman until then jeez i was <laughs> I like what did she do when we're gonna get to like the the taters and me and then it was just like bam the fingernail ripping out she was very eyes. no like yeah gouging out eyes and then cutting open like the stomach and then wrapping their intestines around them like yeah it's really bad. It's really, it's gross. It's really gross. That's so, insane. Yeah. Nice. I don't support any of this. And again, if we offended you by saying the phrases from back then, I apologize. But it is part of the story. So it sucks, but what um, else? Yeah, she was terrible. Yeah, I she mean. was not, she was not great. She was. And she lived until she was 60. Like, come on. She like escaped. Like she had money. It didn't matter. Like when you have money, you can get away with shit. Yeah, that's what's happening now. So. And so she's just like, deuces, I want to go back to New Orleans. And her kids are like, please don't. She should have went back. No, they probably would have killed her. Good. Hunt her down like the boar she died with. Good. Like, her kids should have been like, yeah, mom, go back. Yeah. And then boar hunting accidents so did many, happen. She had so many kids, and like she had three husbands, all of whom died except for Doctor Lalori, which I don't even know what. So happened I wonder to him. when she started doing all this like slave terribleness stuff. If it was like the third husband that she started doing that on, or she was like always did it. I don't know because well, she was fourteen when she married her first husband, and he died, and then she married that other dude, and now she was twenty. I wonder if like their hus if their husbands were abusive to make her like start doing this shit. Or people just are like, I don't give a fuck. I want to do what I want to do, and she just started beating the shit out of everybody. She's like, Ooh, I have an idea. Like, let's try this new torture. Jeez Louise. That's like my question. I'm like, why? I don't know. Like, you can't ask that. Because I mean, you can't it's like she it. had fucking seventy or eighty something slaves at one point. Yeah, even probably more because she had like four plantations by the end of it. Jeez Louise. That's a lot. A lot. A lot. And it doesn't seem like she was using them for, like, anything. Well, like, it's a plantation, so they probably need to pick cotton or something. The one didn't say anything about that. It it just had farm equipment and uh, something else. Well, that that was in her uh, her inheritance. Yeah, inheritance. But I'm just like, I don't know. I was was fascinated about her like bonkers lady who got married five million times and has five million children and 
beat the shit out of people? Like what what clicks in your brain to do that? It's usually something has to happen. So there's like that like the either her parents were freaking abusive or her husbands were abusive. Like to me, you don't just wake up one day and be like, you know what? I'm gonna go up to this person that I'm have I own? That, that I own and then just start ripping their guts out. Like that shit does not happen. I don't give a shit what people say. Like maybe she got like hit in the head or something and that just like boggled her mind to do this heinous activity. Yeah, especially since no one even knows how she died in the first place. So they, I guess they couldn't like see a, what is it, like an autopsy afterwards. I mean, maybe she did, but that's just weird. I was like, I don't know. But her house is in downtown New Orleans. And it's in, I think, I think the French Quarter, near the French Quarter, that, like, really famous area where everybody goes. And it's pretty. I'm surprised you don't have a picture of Miss La La Ree. I, sh- I was going to show you, and then I was like, well, nobody wants to see I that. I always want to see what these people look like. Madam, well, like, ironically, um, let me spell it first before I talk. Because she probably looks scary, I bet. Mm-hmm. She, well, the thing is, there's no picture. It's just, like, a painting. Paintings work. She's not bad looking. Uh, she's, yeah. But she's wealthy. And then. Psycho. I think this was more so closer to the, the before the fire, like right before the fire. Wearing all black. Yeah, it makes sense. Because she had. Maybe like, she got possessed or something. Yeah. I mean, maybe. That's a good possibility. Because, like, why yeah. would you just all of a sudden. That's just what kinda... it looks like. That's her house. That's a cool house. But. It's like, why you all of a sudden just like flip a script and be like, oh, my husband beats me. And then start like just terribly abusing the slaves. Well, the thing is, it could have been the doctor. If he was abusing her, then why wouldn't he abuse the slaves? Yeah. So it's like we people are blaming La La Ree, but it might not even been her. It might have been him. I know. But we just like to blame people. It I might mean, have been both of them. And then I wonder, I'm like wondering now. I should have looked into it. Like, what happened to Doctor Lalaurie? He didn't go with her to Paris. He was. Probably... Yeah, he just left. Yeah, interesting. so interesting. That is pretty interesting. I because, I mean, she looks like a kind of small woman. She's not a big woman. So her carrying these heavy ass chains and putting them on slaves but she probably had the slaves help her do that other yeah, slaves true. i just thought about that as i was saying it because she's just like you have to do what i say i own you like i don't know i want to say it was a husband not not her but maybe maybe not. that's why the kids were like no don't go back they're gonna arrest you i mean like that's a very good theory but it's just we don't really know Unless we have a time machine, I would definitely do that. See, that's another time I want to have a freaking time machine for shit like this. And we like we show up in our like jeans and t-shirts, and they're like, "What the fuck is that atrocity you're wearing?" And I'm like, "Well, no, we would definitely see." see that's the thing about time travel is like I would not. I would want it to be like where we're invisible, like in a way, like that we do, we're, we can't be seen because me going back to these times, oh. Pfft. I wouldn't probably survive a day. <laughs> they would. Well, I would go me with up. you, and I would technically be your owner. <laughs> they would probably take you out too. I'm white. No, no, I would. That's the only way I would time travel. I would not time travel back into seven eighteen hundreds 
and be seen. Like they're able to like see me walking down the street. Fuck no. Unless I go back with like an arsenal of guns that they've never seen before. <laughs> and I just can protect myself super because my guns would be way better than their little like the, the, the loading powder and packing it down. Five <laughs> minutes later. Wait, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. <laughs> I'm almost ready. I'm almost I'm, I'm, give me 30 shoot. more seconds. We, I, we can shoot at each other in a minute. And then it's like. And I got this like Tommy gun. <laughs> with like 500 bullets ready to go. They're like, uh. <laughs> and like the thing back then, those guns were so horribly inaccurate. So, oh, yeah. Then, not now. <laughs> and he shoots you and he misses. And you're like, Five more minutes, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the packing ones. Yeah, they're yeah. hella, they're hella, because they don't know all the, was like barrels and fucking yeah. how the bullets come out and how the space. And, yeah, they <sighs> fucked all that shit up. But now they're pretty fucking accurate, so. Yeah. Well, that's, that's our story today. Um, I, I wish we can time travel, though. Yeah, that would be really I cool. want to know shit like John this. JonBenet Ramsey. We need to, like, make a list. Zodiac Killer. Uh, this. This? Oh, La La Ree. Madame La La Ree. There was another one we did. Oh, the... the D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper, even though it's not his fucking name at all. Uh, that one. There's some other ones, too, that we freaking said. Oh, uh, Black Dahlia. That, yeah. But I think they already knew who it was. They, like, kind of, uh, attested it to, like, a dentist or something. Yeah, but we didn't Whatever. read about that. We'll figure it out eventually. Time travel is on its on the cusp. Soon we will travel. I'm pretty sure there already is time travel. It's I probably so. been around for years, but only like, like the elitist. MK Ultra and shit like that. Like, uh, what is it? A uh, fucking Unicorn Project. Oh, the like the 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 founding fathers have oh, yeah. like access to that shit illuminati yeah illuminati people like i'm pretty because there was already shit that happened years ago like we're in fucking high school and it was documentation about this person like you see a video and it's like there's no one there and all of a sudden this person just pops in like, pops in love those vi- those videos are so fucking scary and it's just they just fucking and there was another one it was like uh we i think we touched on it or talked about it but it was a person that had like glasses sunglasses on sunglasses or they had some uh-huh. type of like restaurant emblem that he wasn't like, even around at our t-shirt yeah he had a t-shirt, a t-shirt on and like jeans apparently because it's like a black and white photo and he had his sunglasses on which were highly untypical in the time yeah and he's and just he's sitting just... in a crowd and he's just like watching and then he had like a little box he was taking a picture there's like one where this guy's holding a cell phone and it's like a little yeah, box yeah, yeah, yeah and he like was taking pictures and i'm like Fuck. And it was in a time where cell phones were not even I think it was Lincoln's inauguration or something. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, kind of cover up a little bit. Like, try. No, he's just not. not. Because people ain't going to believe it anyway. So it's like shit like that. It's like, I'm pretty sure time travel has been around. And I'm pretty sure there's people out there that probably know what happened to these folks. Right. So, and they just, nah, we're just going to keep it up. Hush, hush. And then the other one. Oh, no. Maybe. Did you say it already? Um. Uh, uh, I think you did say it. I think it was the first one you said. Fucking John Benet Ramsey. No, oh, okay. The second one you said the Zodiac Killer. Zodiac Killer. Yeah, yeah, you did say it. Yeah, that was the person, the only one person that knows, and they like got the death penalty, or they died, or, or they're no, on the like some, like there was a writer. I think it was something rule. 
um, where she and rule, she wrote a book and she was like, I think I, I know who the Zodiac killer is. And she like on her dying like deathbed or whatever. And she, and they were like, who is it? And she's like, it doesn't matter. He's dead now. Yeah. And I'm like, then name it. Yeah. Then name it. Like, why <gasps> wouldn't you say it? <laughs> it's like shit like that. It's like, like, why do you tease me? Like, don't if the tease person's me. not even alive anymore. You can't get in trouble. They can't get in trouble. Just fucking say the name. Like, just say it. Like, why are you going to just leave it hidden? And like, you know, the person, the movie we watched today, it was like, okay, dude, you're not getting out of prison anytime soon. Just, just say it. Say your full amount. Like how many? That's the same, same, the same thing with Ted Bundy because he only, every so often he would say, oh, this is where another body is because he didn't want to, the death penalty. And so he was trying to keep it secret. So that way he, they wouldn't kill him so that they could find all the bodies. I mean, but did they find all the bodies? No, no they still didn't find no. all the bodies. Like some people are missing and they just never were found. Like that just sucks, man. Like I, that, I think that's even worse than just uh, doing what you actually did because now there, there's people that just never got closure. Yeah, that really sucks. And I don't know. We can talk about this like all day just because. Well, I mean, well, yeah. Obviously. So let's move on. Our next episode is We're Not Qualified. Babe, you're saying it wrong. You're saying it wrong. We are qualified. No. You'll get it one day. Maybe. Probably not. You'll get it one day. (laughs) So we're not qualified. So definitely write in. You know where to write in. In for the night. 69 at gmail.com or go to our website in for the night podcast.com and click on contact or whatever it says or reach out to us or whatever it says and do it there but what else can you find on our website Larry? you already said it earlier pop yeah bob <laughs> merchandise and patreon since he's yawning, yawning his face off so if you want to see our lovely faces and our weird facial gestures like what he is doing now i didn't do anything Donating once a month to the cause, you get to see our pretty faces. Okay, that's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, please, please, please remember to uh, rate and review. If you have not done that yet, please do it. It helps us out. As well as sharing with your friends and family. tell your cats and dogs to do it as well. If they have phones or computers, definitely do it. They do. All right. Other than that, we hope we gave you a reason to stand for the night. And until next time... Folks, peace out.